Welcome to Gardening Talk back on to NURFM. And today we are joined by Judy Sharp. Judy, great to see you back. Good to see you, Greg. How's I've it... been locked up for a while, haven't I? Well, you have been locked up for a while. Yeah. Finally let out, as Scotland yeah. might say. <laughs> What have you got planned for us today, Judy? Well, I'd like to talk about the garden comp that, you know, the Newcastle Garden Comp that's new this year. Uh, Unsettled spring. Do you agree with me? Uh, yes, it feels like it's winter still. Definitely. And um, and what's that old song, Greg? Um, it's starting to feel a lot like Christmas. It is, but it's still November. I know, but First of December garden-wise, we need to give them some hints. All right, Okay. And we've got Leslie, and she's got something that's eating her petunias, her pink ones, but not her white ones. Oh, that's unusual, Leslie. I wonder why. Judy, tell me about it. I had this problem last year. I've got this lovely big pot just on the, a very small patio just at the front door, and it's covered. It's in a good spot. And I've had petunias and all sorts of things growing in there, and they eat everything that's pink. Everything else is fine, but they just like the pink one. Well, I wonder if it's birds or is it possums? Well, that's very interesting. Would possums eat petunias? Oh, I think possums will eat anything, to be honest. Oh, yeah. And do you know... Yeah, who... I mean, are they attracted to pink? Well, I'm not sure about that. Um I probably need to study veterinary, don't I? Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, Leslie, do you see any white cockatoos around? Uh, yes, we do. I haven't seen them just the last few weeks, but normally, yes, late in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, I remember when I lived at New Lambton, we planted big bowls of uh, blue adgeratum and uh, yellow calendulas around the yeah. pool. And I mm. got home late one afternoon and I walked out in the deck and the entire pool was covered in these beautiful blue and yellow flowers. And I thought, oh, how's that happen? So I stepped out further and there were two cockies and they were parading up and down from the pots into the, into the pool, just dropping them. They weren't <laughs> eating them. So cockatoos do like colour. So I'm wondering if they're eating the pink petunias and not the white ones because they're not as colourful. <laughs> I'm guessing, I'm guessing here, Leslie. <laughs> I'm thinking of confetti or, or a marriage between the parrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there is an answer to it. Don't play. Look, it's really, I keep going down to Bunnings and I keep buying keep buying pretty things and it's just it, it's actually devastating to me to come out and find that, that you know the pink one's all gone well perhaps you've got not got to buy pink anymore darling no <laughs> okay <laughs> that's the easy yeah. answer i think right. i'll try the blues and purples and see how we go okay Thank thanks you. leslie for the call bye okay bye should just keep stick with the white ones yeah, and yeah. Just have white petunias. And white is gives you a fabulous show because they tend to glow in the dark a bit, Greg. Oh, right. Yeah, I sell more white petunias than any other colour. Okay. Because mm. they allegedly glow, glow in the dark. Well, you know. A little bit. That's my line a little anyway. Bit. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got Karen from Soldiers Point. She's got a question about her wildflowers. Hello, Karen. Hi, how are you doing? Very Hi. well. Driving around the Nelson Bay area, there's wildflowers, yellow ones on the side of the road everywhere. They look a little bit like daisies, but I don't know what they're called. I've always been curious about them. 
They look like daisies and they're yellow. They're yellow, yeah, and they're on the side of the road. Oh, they probably, they're probably an everlasting daisy. Oh, they are big, are they? No, these yeah. the everlastings are smaller flowers. Yeah, look, the only way, Karen, I'd be able to probably ID it if you sent me a photo in or something. Oh, okay, yep. Yeah. If yeah. you you know if you're able to pull up and take a quick photo and send it um, into me here or at the nursery, what would be best? Oh, you could do both. You could send it here to Guarding Talkback at two in your rfm dot com. Is there a mobile number you can send it to, or do you have to email it? What do you send it to? Uh, email would probably be better. Yeah. And what's, what's the email for that, then? It's gardening at 2NURFM.com. That's easy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you. Okay, I'll have a look and see how we go. Thanks right, for yeah, the call, Karen. Bye. Bye. Interesting to see if we get a photo in the next hour or so. It'd be, be good. Or next half hour or so. <laughs> next half an hour or so. <laughs> Now, the gardening competition was being taken place in Newcastle. Yes, and the winners, remember we had the finalists announced, yep. and the winners will be announced this Thursday. Okay, this coming Thursday. This coming Thursday. And, Greg, I have to say that Brian Bird and I were very surprised at the quality of the entries. That's right, We've, you want the judges. Yes, yeah. So it's a tough crowd, or not tough crowd? Uh, no, it was fairly tough, and... Uh, um, we were doing it by photos, you know, which is always a little bit more difficult. Yep. Um, but the photos that were sent in were good quality and uh, he and I probably had an hour or two maybe on the phone working out <laughs> our decisions and um, we finally got there and uh, I think everyone will be pleased. And uh, the People's Choice, that's brought great surprises because we didn't choose the People's Choice. We that's, chose the entries. Piece? Yeah. And then everyone's been going on social media. Right, so a lot of friends jumping on a board, you think, for a few of them, or? Well, could be that, but not only <laughs> those kind of comments. Um, you know, they obviously have had a look at the garden because the addresses were in, and um, I think they've had a look at the garden and gone, oh, wow, on one particular one yep. anyway. So, yeah, so Thursday's the day, and evidently we'll, we'll, we'll people are... Evidently people are um, ringing now asking, you know, will it be on next year and can they enter? Enter again next year. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, so That's it's a... good. It's worked out really well. Hmm. All right. Well, we've got Denise now from Adamstown and she's got a question about flapjacks. Aha, uh -huh, Denise. How are you? I'm good, Judy. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you, dear. I should Thank tell, you. I better tell Greg that flapjacks are uh, succulents. Right, I thought we were, talk uh... we were talking breakfast for a second then, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, could be talking lunch. I haven't had any of you. Yeah, no, I haven't had lunch either. <laughs> no. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> so what's the problem with them, Denise? Judy, I've got lots of big round bowls with beautiful flapjacks in, lots of drainage, etc. But all of a sudden, all of them are dying and They've got these big brown marks all over them and all the leaves are just wilting, crumbling up and falling off. I, is it a disease that I have in them or is it too much rain? Is, I'm not sure what to do other than cutting them right back to nothing, which I have done in one bowl on the, on, out on my veranda and starting all over again. So, Denise, are they out in the weather? Um, 
Some are, some aren't. Yeah, well, look, they don't like overwatering, of course, but no. I do find that they get to a stage when they fill the pot, um, you need to split them up. Oh, okay, and, okay. You know, particularly if they're not in a very big pot, uh, yeah. yeah, they tend to just um, get a little bit unhappy and it's time to be splitting them. Ah, okay. Well, that that might be it. Um, I'll give that a go. But um, all of a sudden, I had beautiful flapjacks, and now they're just all of them are dying. You know, well, so, and they're so easy to grow, Denise. But I am wondering, um, you know, are you able to pop in um, and bring me in some to have a look at? You might have a fungus on them. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. I come to Cooks Hill on a Friday to the gym, so. For sure, I'm going to bring them in soon, Judy. Okay, thanks, Denise. I'm no, not on on Friday, you. but you leave them in a plastic bag and I'm there on Saturday and leave your phone number. All right, thanks very much, Judy. That's appreciated. You're welcome, Denise. Thank you. Enjoy bye. the gym. Thank you. <laughs> I will. Bye-bye. Bye. We've got Robert now from Boolaroo and he's having trouble with some of his succulents. Oh, hello, Robert. Is it the same problem? Too much rain, do you think? <laughs> no, I was given a lot and I started to plant them out about six months ago. Then I had to travel for six months. I knew I was using the wrong soil. I just used garden soil. Yeah, too heavy and for them. Yeah, I realised that. I started it up. I've got the recipe now to make my own. Um, the one, they all survive, but they're so sick. What is the procedure with the roots once I transplant them into the proper mix? Uh, Do I rinse the roots or...? Oh, no, I don't think so. I just... Are you going to break them up? No, they're all little individual ones. I made a big basket full of all different varieties. Right, right. And so yeah. you're going to use succulent mix? That's the best way to go. Yeah, well, I've, I've, got, I've studied it and I've looked up the best mix from the YouTube, etc. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Look, I... You could wash the soil off the roots, but... Uh, even just when you dig them up, shake a lot of it off um, so you're not disturbing the root system too much. Right, excellent. And then pot them not into too the, much water. Yeah, yes, that's exactly yeah. right, yeah. And pot them into the new mix. And um, uh, there is a product called Flourish. It's a fertiliser for succulents, um, and it is excellent. So maybe you need to give them a little bit of a kick along as well. Right, I'm not called Flourish. Flourish, yeah? yes, for succulents. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. All right, then. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Robert. Thanks for the call. Yeah, stay safe. Bye-bye. Bye. Yeah, it's a bit unseasonal, you could say, at the moment, Judy, so does it mean we have to do anything different? Well, it's definitely an unsettled spring, Greg, isn't it? It is. When I was under a blanket yesterday, <laughs> curled up. <laughs> well... <laughs> I wasn't quite doing that because I was at the workplace, and uh, but I did have a parker on. It was quite chilly. Oh, yeah. But anyway, it does present problems with this amount of rain we're getting. Um, a little bit of advice for the gardeners out there. It's time to put some dolomite around your roses after this amount of rain to sweeten the soil up again. Yep. And it doesn't hurt to put a little bit of lime on your lawn and around your garden beds. A bit of lime. Lime. Okay. But if that's if it's still raining to wash it in because um, lime doesn't move very far through the soil. So when it's heavy rain, it gets washed away. Okay, yep. And you need to sweeten the soil up again. 
and the other thing that's going to happen, I'm surprised today that we're not getting a million phone calls on um, why aren't my tomatoes ripening or why aren't my passion fruits going black. Just because it's unseasonal or yeah. too wet? Yeah, well, no sun, really, yeah. not a lot of sun. But if you remember coming up towards winter, we always get questions on the program about passion fruits. Oh, I've got a lot of green passions on. Are they going to ripen? Well, no, they're not. And I'm a bit worried this year. I've had phone calls at work already. My passion fruits aren't going black. But, you know, they're just not getting that settled weather and and the sun on them, unfortunately. So uh, you'll find a lot of problems even with tomatoes. They won't be ripening as they should. Particularly anyone that got their tomatoes in in July, they'll be expecting to pick them now. So... um, you know, there's not a lot we can do about that, Greg. Um, it's one of those things that um, we can't change the weather. No, we can't, sadly. No, it's the one thing in <laughs> life we can't change, no. We try and change everything else, don't we? But uh, the other thing is, um, as I said at the head of the program, um, it is starting to feel like Christmas for a lot of people. And uh, how many weeks to Christmas do you estimate Six. No. Five? Maybe four. No. Four to five, I'm guessing. Someone will ring and correct us, Mm. but it's definitely not six. It's not six? No, 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 no. Well, what's the date today? 22nd? Okay, well, 25th. No, yeah, it's a bit shorter, isn't it? Yeah, I'm four. I think I'm... Maybe four and a half. Yeah, I think I'm right. (laughs) You're wrong. Um... So, look, everyone will be looking around their garden um, to see, uh, look, what are we going to do for Christmas colour this year? So there'll be a little bit of panic going on because it's going to be a little bit late to start planting colour out. But you can buy, uh, you will be able to buy advanced colour. Uh, potted, ready to plant out. Uh, And so keep your eye out um, for those kind of things in in stores and marketplaces and and then when you plant them, start applying flourish every week to kick them along. And you can still have a bit of colour in the garden for Christmas. Right, so every week you're putting flourish on. Yeah, definitely now. Okay. It's not long to Christmas. (laughs) All right, we've got Trevor as well on Gardening Talkback on, oh. from Warrabrook. Oh. And he's got a question about the bird of paradise. We nearly forgot you, Trevor. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oh, Hi. sorry, we were chatting away then, darling, and we, f- <laughs> we, didn't, uh, we didn't pick up on you. Sorry. Yeah, what, um, what can I help yeah. you with? Oh, um, bird of paradise or Strelitzia. Yes, I've had this plant for, oh, years and years. We've tried it in various uh, positions, uh, sun and shade and in a pot, and it's never flowered. So, uh, Trevor, you, are you talking about the ones that flower yellow and blue? Uh, well, I don't. I'm, I'm assuming it would be the, the orange one. Yes, that one, and it's got a narrower leaf, hasn't it? A grey, yes. narrower leaf. Well, honestly, Trevor, I don't know what your problem is because they grow <laughs> like weeds. I know. 
we had one in Belmont, and it, and it, it was in the shade, and it flowered every time, you know, like it was lovely. And uh, this one, I I tried feeding it with, uh, you know, some fertiliser, and, yeah, no one seems to know. I, I don't know, just I, I, I drew an unlucky number, I think. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if... Um, is it, has it grown any size on it, Trevor? Oh, it, it, it's it's uh, not not stunted. It's uh, got there's plenty of um, shoots, if you know, if that's what you meant. Yes, yes. Well, yeah. I wonder if you need to give it some sulphate of potash. Okay, right. You well, could try that. I mean, that's uh, Scott's recipe for anything that doesn't flower, <laughs> isn't it? So. Um, <laughs> But, you know, he did get it from me originally, so I'd have to say, well, we'll try some uh, potash and see if that makes a difference. Um, so what's it called totally? Uh, scotch? No, uh, salta, sulphate of potash. Sulphate of potash. Yeah, potash. don't go to a store and ask for Scott's potash, whatever you do. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, that's good. All right. Yeah, because, look, you know yourself, they can get so huge and flower so much, you have to get a bobcat in to get them out. So. I know, I they're everywhere, and they just, they are a nice flower. You know? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, all right. Well, that's I'll about all you can try, unless you might go and buy a new plant and try again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. <laughs> Sorry I'll about that, Trevor. Yeah. Thank you very much. Try okay. the feeding. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye-bye. We've got Brian from Swansea. He's got a question about passion fruit. Oh, hello, Brian. You got problems oh. or not? No, Judy, I just heard you commenting on the passion fruits and um, I've had uh, my blueberries, they were starting to fruit and then all of a sudden they they changed and went back into growth and stopped fruiting and I just wondered, is that similar to the passion fruits with the weather or um, the other thing could be I make a, a weed tea which I think is probably high in nitrogen and put that would that change them from fruiting back into growth? Um, Brian, I did notice in our nursery that we had some little um, potted ones and uh, they did the same thing. They did start to fruit and then it's gone back to long growth. So yeah. I'm really thinking uh, that it's the unsettled spring. Right. Yeah. Okay. okay. Because they love it when it gets warmer, as you know. Um, and have you got them in the ground or in pots? Pots. In a pot. Is the pot big enough? Do you think it's letting you know it needs to be potted up? No, I only repotted them the end of winter. They're in big pots, so that's, that's not an issue. Okay, rightio. Well, maybe it's just taking a little bit of time for them to adjust to their new home. And the weather has been pretty awful when you think about it. Yeah, and well, the other thing, Judy, is my um, my mango. So that's that's in a really big pot, and it's not a dwarf mango. Um, I've pruned it to try and keep it um, uh, as small as I can, and it it got a a heap of fruit on it. That um, you know, when the fruit was quite small, the um, a lot of the is it the panicles that they grow on just turned black and um, like ashy and, and a lot of them fell off and uh, I don't think it's um, any sort of fungal disease and I did spray it with um, potassium bicarbonate and 
just pulled off a whole lot of it. Um, so it's still got some mangoes growing, but it's, I just wondered if it could be the season was the reason the panicles um, all decided to crumble or um, I don't think it's a fungus. No. Brian, have you got any black on the leaves? No, no. Oh, okay, rightio. Well, you haven't got the... Uh the fungus that does affect mangoes look probably look again maybe it's the weather um you know because mangoes are very tropical so they look for warm weather don't they so probably the best thing for you to do is keep up the right kind of fertilizer and encourage them but uh, uh i found this year my little lime tree it got absolutely covered in flower and i thought when those winds started to blow i thought I won't get any limes this year, It'll all, they'll all blow off. But I've noticed a lot of them have set, but they don't rely on warm weather like passion fruit and mangoes do. Right, OK. Yeah. Well, so only one, one last question. So in pots I've got uh, the mangoes in a huge pot and I've got um, blueberries and apple tree, a dwarf lemon, um, uh uh, anyway, I think I've got some others, but could you tell me, I'm, I'm using a fertiliser either that I make up our weeds in water or banana peels in water. Is there a good general slow-release fertiliser that would be good for all of those? They're all in pots? Yes, I'd use Bounce Back, Brian. All right, okay. When you say you're making a fertiliser up from weeds, you mean W-E-E-D-S? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Well, I don't know how beneficial that would be, dear. Maybe cut that out and, um, you know, get a, a good slow release like bounce back. Right, okay. Yeah, that the weed, most of the weed I use, I grow a, a real lot of comfrey. So oh, right, of... so you're actually using herbs. Yeah, but there's a lot of nitrogen in that. And I just, I've wondered if part of the issue with when they sort of went from flowering and fruiting back into growth was because the... The nitrogen, yeah, it could have been that, of course, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so So, we need to get some positive fertiliser in there, I think. Right, so I I, I have put um, sulphate of potash on, but you you think bounce back is a good general one? Well, it's a slow release, so it's going to get into the soil. Yeah, Okay. Okay. good luck with it all. Thanks very much, Judy. Thanks, Brian. Bye. Bye. We've got time for a couple more calls. We've got Tracy from Whitebridge. She's got a question about black spots. Oh, hi, Tracy. I presume on your roses, are they? No, they're actually on my yuccas and my cordylines. And I actually spoke to Scott not long ago, and as happens after you're 50, you think you're going to remember something and you don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot remember what he told me to spray on it. There was two alternatives. It would have been mancozeb. That's it. Mancozeb or copper oxychloride. Copper oxychloride. Oxychloride. Okay, then. Well, thank you so much for your help. But, Tracy, just quickly, you know what I often use on black spot is black spot for roses. It's an instant spray oh. one. Yes, yeah, okay. so you don't have to mix it up, dear. All right, then. I'll try that then. Okay. Right here. All right. Thanks, thanks Tracy. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Well, we've got Kath now from Gorican, and she's calling about gardenias. Oh, hello, Kath. Hello. Hello. 
Are they going a bit brown? Or the leaves dropping off, are they? I've got a few dropping off, but I wanted to ask you, um, they've only been in about two years and some of the stems are getting really tall and I wanted to know when they finish flowering, can I cut them back and make it a bit bushy? Oh, definitely. I've right. got a, a hedge of them going up my drive, Kath, and I prune oh, right. them back regularly so right. that it doesn't make my car go beep, beep, beep. Yep, beep. <laughs> yes, well, it's yeah. down the driveway and they're starting to hang over. Yeah, no, the, you the can cut them back. Are... Yep, as soon right. as they finish flowering, give them a yes. dose of cow manure. They love that. Um, and it's, yeah, and it stops them getting yellowing leaves. So and right. okay. wait till they finish and then cut them back, Kath. Not yep. a problem. Okay, thanks, Judy. Thank Have you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. Oh, two very short and sweet questions. Yeah. Quick question for you as well, though. It was brought up a little bit earlier if we can force passion fruits and tomatoes to ripen. Well, I suppose if we've got a sun lamp or something, we could do it. So if it was inside and you had a sun lamp. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Can't you have a sun lamp outside? Oh, I guess you can. We have to have a greenhouse or something, wouldn't you? Or Yeah, probably. Hmm. What about a heater? Made a portable po- heater. Po- po- portable heater? Why not? Just a big extension cord? <laughs> a lot of speculation going on here in this program today, Greg. It is a lot of speculation. I do have another question for you. Yeah. It's about my rosemary. Ah. It's all dry on one side. Yeah. And I cut off all the dead bits. Yeah. But it's still pretty dry at the bottom. I'm hoping with all the rain this week we'll get. Yeah. It'll not make it as dry. So how long has it been in? Oh, years. Yeah, well, it might. It's like me. I'm running out of time. Oh. I think it could be just getting too old, darling. Why don't you do some cuttings? Now, I'm there's not, a challenge. I think of that. Yes. Is that, is that, how much effort is that going to be? Not much. They grow easy from cuttings. Okay. Okay. So you just get the end off and... Have... Yeah, the new shoots. Yeah. <laughs> not... I have no idea what they do with cutting, so it's... <laughs> well, well, you can get some rooting powder, actually. Yep. It is called rooting powder. And you just take your tip cuttings and stick it in the powder. Yep. And then put them in little pots. Okay. Mm. And then hopefully it grows back. Yeah. You'll right. be able to do that. That's an easy-peasy one. Right, yeah. I'll take your word for it. Okay. And if it doesn't work... Oh, I'll get Scott to bring you a new one in. Right, well, I'll just, I'll just, I'm just going to say that now, actually. So I'll just get a free rosemary bush out of it. <laughs> Judy Sharp, nearly time for us to go. Is there anything you want to say before you... No, I think we've pretty well covered everything with the garden comp and uh, what you need to do in your garden at the moment. Uh, definitely. I think we've covered everything today. Rightio. Mm. We'll stay dry and... Yeah, thank we'll you. ever catch you or Scott back next week? Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah. And we'll find out the winners next week as well, won't we? Yes, definitely. Cheers. Gardening Talk back on 2 and you are FM. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.